So we're recording. So if I don't know, do you want to start just start the show? I always feel like we should have you wanna... organic banter, but organic banter. Uh, so oh, yeah. you mean like welcome to our guest from the fascist state of Toronto? <laughs> it's Toronto. I read. I heard the other it's day. Toronto. If you say Toronto, they know you're not from Toronto. No, Toronto. Toronto. That's right. Oh, yeah. She wasn't from Toronto. She was no, the fascist she was state, the of fascist Toronto. state of Toronto. <laughs> Excuse me, but I'm singing in one key and you're singing in another. Poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. Open the door now and, and suffer. Suffer. Just give me a fan. I don't trust any man who hasn't kissed another man. I'm waiting. All right, people, it's time to get your dancing shoes on. You're listening to MLVC. It's all Madonna, all the time. Welcome to the party, bitches. Well, hey, everybody, it's Liberty. Well, 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 it's Ben. And hi, everyone, it's Marina. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. Today, we are joined by one of our longtime subscribers. Please welcome Marina to the show. Welcome, Marina. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Marina, I, I'm so glad that we finally were able to get you on the show. I know that you're, you're very busy leading uh, makeup and skincare empire. <laughs> tell tell everyone, how did you get involved in that? Because I know that you're constantly doing skincare and makeup demos on your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> um, so makeup is a part-time gig for me. I actually work in the tech sector. Um, that's my full-time job, but makeup and beauty is just my passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I do makeup, weddings, special events. Um, I've worked on a couple commercials, a music video, that type of thing. Oh, nice. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, you know, all of that came crashing down like it did for the whole beauty industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I just started doing videos on Instagram. Uh, and that's kind of how that started. I think for a lot of, uh, I hate using the word influencers, but uh, just the online beauty community. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it started for me, and it just continued. So, well, I do I, I, honestly, I love watching you because it's very—it's almost like ASMR. Like, I feel very at peace watching you do those makeup tutorials. I, I, I won't ever buy half of the makeup, but I like—I <laughs> yeah. I enjoy watching you use them. <laughs> have you, oh, question: Have you ever used Madonna's MDNA skincare? Yes. And what are your thoughts? Um, like, I love it. And I'm not just saying that because I love Madonna. You're not saying that because she paid you to? (laughs) Exactly. When it first came out, um, it still does not ship to Canada, by the way. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I had to illegally smuggle it over the border. (laughs) Mother holds a grudge. (laughs) She does, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I don't know what's going on with it. Today, I don't know if she's still... I think her contract to sort of like be the face of it has sort of weaned, but it's still attached to her name. Okay, It's fantastic. The eye masks are great. The mask is great. It's very expensive. Oh, so expensive. It it does work. So when I... A little little rose mist spray. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's my favorite. I mean, (laughs) there, there is a... 
there is a beauty hack that they have a, a very similar rose mist spray that they sell at Trader Joe's. It's almost the exact mm -hmm. same formulation as the MDNA, oh. and it's three ninety nine, and it functions <laughs> just the same. Nice. You're welcome, I kids. <laughs> I know that I've I've seen the Elf, uh, the the chrome clay mask has is also yes. by the brand Elf, and I love yeah. Elf because I love me a, a relatively inexpensive beauty product, but. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried it. I maybe I should. Yeah, it is nice. It, yeah. it is nice. I I got uh, a little connection at Nordstrom, mm. so I had some guy there. He That's the way to me do stuff. it. There you go. <laughs> right. That's helpful. Yeah. You know, a little, but, a, little yeah. Five, a little five finger discount never hurts, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, and Liberty, I'm disappointed, but Liberty, before we we get started, have are you surviving the heat in Texas? I apparently it's it's bonkers heat wave. You're you're it's, burning up in Texas. Yeah, we're we're burning up, and um, I'm not I'm not loving it. I'm kind of dreaming of you know uh, those first five minutes in Vancouver. That's sort of what's getting me through <laughs> because I know there that the temperature will be reasonable 75 as opposed <laughs> to the unreasonable 107 that I drove oh, home wow. in today. Oh. Um, and then when your AC is playing tricks on you, oof, honey, mm. Mm. it is a sweat fest around here in all of the places. Your family's a little ripe. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you sweat where you're like, I can't I can't even believe well, my You're hand. surrounded by a bunch of men, teenagers and mm. men. It is so ripe around here, but you know, it's all right. Well, I'm, hopefully I'm hopefully some relief comes to you soon. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, everyone, after we had reviewed Madonna's role in Dick Tracy, we couldn't get Breathless Mahoney off of our minds. Mm -hmm. And since the very beginning days of this podcast, one of the things that we constantly get a request to do the most is to review Madonna's I'm Breathless album. Well, buckle up, kids, because tonight <laughs> is that night. Mm. I'm Breathless was released on May 22nd, 1990 by Sire Records to accompany the film Dick Tracy. The album contains three songs that were part of a movie part of the movie and written by Broadway legend Stephen Sondheim. The other songs were inspired by the film Dick Tracy and written by Madonna and Patrick Leonard, obviously, of course, except for the final track, which was the lead single Vogue, written by Madonna and Shep Pettibone. We only got two singles from the album, obviously Vogue, which became one of Madonna's most successful releases, reaching number one in over 30 countries. And the second and final single was Hanky Panky, which surprisingly became a top 10 hit in the U.S. and U.K. I figured we would just go through track by track. What do you think? I'm I think down. that's what we should do. Sounds good. I, I want all the listeners, all the listeners should know I brought my original CD cover insert fold out with the big Democlier posters. So we're, we're here in spirit. We're ready. We're ready. I, you know what? I had that album on cassette, cassette. and I Me don't too. remember where it went. Like, I don't know I, what happened I, to it. I have oh, it this was somewhere. one of the first CDs I ever actually bought as a CD mm. that summer of 1990, and I still have it. This is still the original one. Why like it's in pretty I good shape. That's interesting. I don't. I don't. I remember buying the cassette, but not the CD player. Maybe I got the CD player then. I, I got year. CD for Immaculate Collection. Me too. That's what I. Oh, that I was did my too. first. That was my first CD. I did not mm -hmm. venture into CD world until after I'm Breathless. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, I had Marina, did you have it on CD oh. or? Uh, I had it on cassette and then mm. CD. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And then digital. It's like, how many times do we have to buy these albums? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then at I'm the same time yeah. pulling your wallet out, like, okay, no problem. I'll just... yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Now we're, we've gone back to vinyl. It's like we, yeah. we start, we start analog, we go digital and now suddenly we're back to analog again. Exactly. Now yeah. see if this one ever came out on vinyl with the insert photo as the cover versus the Beatty, you know, the cover, mm-hmm. the original cover with the bad type set and Beatty on the cover. I want I want it to come out on vinyl with the insert cover where she's in the silver dress and leaning on the door handle. Mm-hmm. I, oh, oh, yeah. Pinnacle. Pinnacle. Yes. Yeah, that <laughs> dress is barely clinging to her. They they used some damn good tape for that dress. Oh, there was some yeah. double-sided tape up in there, 100%. <laughs> Must not have been 110 where she was. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, well, so let's kick off with He's a Man, which is the first song on I'm Breathless. Marina, you are our guest, so you get to start. What do you think of the opening of the I'm Breathless album? It was nice to actually hear the album again. I haven't listened to it in, like, forever so it it was nice to actually visit it again um i like the song i like the whole album and mm-hmm. it it, it kind of reminds you how playful madonna is you know when she gets in that little quirky uh, voice of hers go bananas we're talking about the other song but i don't know i liked it um i'm trying to remember specifics about that song I'll tell you some specifics. This is the one that I had the most trouble remembering the words or like, um, or knowing or understanding the words. Uh, Let me put it like that. Because even today, because I sang it so many years incorrectly, I still have the wrong lyrics and I can't, I was on the way home just earlier today. I was like, Oh, he's a man. I love that one. Let me put that on. And I'm like saying every single wrong word. Like I never knew it was, I just looked up the lyrics square jaw. I thought it said slack jaw. I don't know why. I mean, I was 13 when the album came out. So, Mm -hmm. but I love this song because I like the imagery. I just, uh, I enjoy, uh, a little, um, I don't know. There's something sort of sultry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like yeah. big band. Yeah. Balladeering and like that. It, what I found interesting about it as the intro track is, the, and I remember this, my first impression when I heard this song, because it starts with the quoted dialogue from the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So this legit is, is right in the same vein as Prince's Batman soundtrack from the right. summer before right. that you interpolated the dialogue and like that. But then the song starts and you're like, Oh wow, this is one big phallic metaphor. I'm like, okay, so we're we're in Madonna land, not the land of tidy Hollywood soundtracks, which is interesting that it's not a soundtrack. It's an inspired by it's a concept album and thus a studio album, which it doesn't always get credit for, but clearly is. I love this song. It's vampy, trashy, trampy, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but you're right, Ben. I think the fact that it sort of sets the intention, you know, if you were wondering what the album was going to be like, you get the idea from the, right from the get go, from the right moment away. it starts, you hear some Dick Tracy, you know, it, it's peppered throughout the song and it's basically breathless 
singing. It's not it's Madonna. It's 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 the character. It's you know, breathless, it's, yeah. and she even says that. You know, that's the name of the album. I'm breathless. It's she's giving you it's it's total concept, which I thought was so fascinating. You know, when it first came out, again, you're coming off of the behemoth album of Like a Prayer, mm-hmm. which skyrockets Madonna even further into the stratosphere than one thought possible after, you know, Papa Don't Preach or True Blue, sorry. And then you're wondering where is she going to go? And we get, I'm breathless. And I thought it was such a strange, I mean, uh, because again, you know, I wanted Vogue. I wanted every song to be Vogue. And, um, and it wasn't, it it Mm -hmm. was, it was, Broadway Madonna. And mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I was, it wasn't what I was expecting. Cause I love the album and I love it. Cause you know, it was new Madonna music and it was, she was singing mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was precedent for that. If you consider she had been on Broadway and speed the plow. She had been on in bloodhounds of Broadway, the movie and had that wonderful duet with Jennifer gray that was right in the same vein. So it wasn't completely unfamiliar territory. True. Um, but I mean, when you're, when you're, your creative Nadir, that's the time to take a big swing and try mm-hmm. something new when all your muses and all your powers are working at their peak. That's, that's when you do it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Made sense I, to me. I think it showed it shows well, at least for sure this song is it shows like it sort of sets that standard, I am this character now. So let's go. Um that's one of the things that I and I, and I like that it's sort of it lays out a little the story for you. If you had not yet seen the film, you could listen to the song and be like Okay, so there's like a man and he's got a radio and he's like fighting the bad guys and and but wait does she want him to be bad or does she want him to be a good guy? And mm-hmm. hmm, mystery kind of starts to unfold there. So I like the key change as well. It's a little musical. My, my musical verbiage is not that <laughs> vast. So <laughs> I'm just going like, yeah, but when she goes, and you are a man, it's higher and it's, oh, it's so oh, at the end. Oh, yeah. So good. Well, and so I love that that sort of, Madonna's role in Dick Tracy is the real reason why we end up getting this album because Mm -hmm. obviously the three songs that Stephen Sondheim penned that she sang sooner or later, um, more and what can you lose? Um, you know, those were the songs that he wrote for Breathless's character in the movie that Madonna sings fantastically. Yes, she and does. And I love that she was able to get them included on this album. And then as sort of like a hat trick, she's like, you know what? Let's do the rest of the album in the same vein as this. And I, I think that's what impressed so many of the critics was how yeah. well her and Patrick Leonard were able to evoke the 1930s mm-hmm. you know i mean when you listen to some of the other tracks just the fact that madonna puts the sondheim songs around her songs and you can't really sort of tell a difference you know yeah. i mean it's it's kind of beautiful um marina what did you think of madonna in <clears throat> dick tracy in general i loved her in that i just thought she looked amazing first of all she just sounded amazing i thought she did a great job um, yeah. You know, people kind of put her down for her acting. I thought she was amazing. I thought she 
nailed it. She nailed the character. I mean, she's sexy. Mm -hmm. So who else can play this role better than her? Um, So I loved it. I love her and anything, but I did love her (laughs) in this yeah, for sure. What did you think of her sound, like her singing? Because obviously yeah. she was more pop star singer, and now here she is trying to sing Sondheim, which is yeah. that's, a hefty, that's a hefty task. Yeah. And, I mean, she has a beautiful voice. I don't think she gets enough credit for the range of her voice, the different style of music that she can sing. Uh, I love it. I love that she's not afraid to try um, mm-hmm. and sing different types of music. So I just, I mean, I'm always enamored by her, but in this role specifically, I just thought uh, it was made for her. Like this part was definitely made for her and uh, like her voice is always amazing. Um, But I don't know. There's something about that uh, character. She kind of comes alive when she's singing and it's just beautiful to watch. Yeah. You know, I, as I sort of, I remember distinctly listening to he's a man specifically, but thinking about white heat at the time, how I thought, Oh, so maybe this is cause you know, when you hear true blue and that song white heat, which I think at the time I, I remember I was very young, but I think it was a little like, well, this seems a little hokey. I mean, I like the pop song, right. But I didn't know anything about any kind of classic film or anything like that. So I had no idea where the, uh, the audio bit was from in white heat, the, at the beginning there, um, a cop, you know, that. Yeah, part. Yeah. Um, well, and so then we, we segue into sooner or later, which is mm-hmm. our first Sondheim track on the album. I mean, she does a killer job at the song. I mean, it's Oscar yeah. award winning. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all got to see her perform it at the Oscars. That was the year that she took Michael Jackson as her date and she vamped it up as, Marilyn Monroe shimmying in that gorgeous gown with her earring drops off and mm-hmm. <laughs> she tosses it into the crowd. And, um, yeah, that was a, a fun performance of that song. I, you know, because when I heard she was going to be doing sooner or later, I was like, Oh, but it's one of the slower songs. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'm Ye a little I, fake. At, at the time I was thinking, oh, Madonna's just going to be standing there, but wow, she just knocked it out of the park. Like whenever I think of sooner or later, there's the comparison between the first time we see Breathless in Dick Tracy and then there's the Oscar performance. And the Oscar performance I thought was one of the most fantastic live performances she's ever done. Yeah, I think to this day. The the performance style you're talking about, Stefan, is actually how she did it in Blonde Ambition. She just Mm -hmm. lays on the piano in that dress Yes. In the corset, and she sings it straight while they play the piano because, you know, in the tour, she can't do all that extra stuff if she's going to hit the notes and keep her voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. It, I think the Oscars was the first time that it got to be cut loose. But, I mean, talk about using a great use of the low end of her range Man. on this song. I mean, and the acting involved in the singing is really spectacular here and just how well it works in the movie, the different times that it works as both the motif and then the song itself. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful. She oh, sounded amazing live. Like it was like, it was amazing stunning. just to hear her sing yeah. like that. <clears throat> and it is so, it's so incredibly sexy. This, 
the, the idea of a woman planning, you know, just a really sexy, uh, which is so for her because she, you, you know, she is so sexual just by who, just who she is. <laughs> um, but that this, it's, it's so easily identifiable because uh, as a woman specifically, when you're like, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> sooner or later, baby you're going to be my, and, and, you yeah. know, the man is sort of un, unbeknownst to him. He's, you know, uh, about to get, um, something he didn't bargain for, but I love, mm-hmm. I love that sort of woman, woman planning thing. And to know just incredible, like how incredibly sexy and confident she is in that performance as well, even though she's shaking. Yeah. Like, oh, I love the, it's like regardless of what you know as godlike as Madonna might be to all of us I love watching that performance because she holds her hand for one by her face and it's just trembling yeah, and I'm like yeah. see she's a person just like the yeah. rest of us she can get nervous and it was just so endearing and sweet uh, yeah, I lo- that's why I love that performance. There's like yeah. the fact that she was commanding that room and then watching that earring drip further and further down her hair until finally <laughs> it just like falls on her breast and she just like picks it up with her head down and just lobs it into the audience. And I was like, <laughs> that's true showmanship right there. Like she doesn't even bat an eye. It's just like yeah. just on some technical aspects. What's really interesting for me as a writer, because one of the things I find interesting about Sondheim is his lyrics and mm-hmm. how he builds them. And, you know, he's known, especially for his songs that feature like the sort of rapid fire, very quick, meter and t- and the key shifts isn't that right am i using the right term there liberty sure. anyway whatever we're gonna go with yes yeah yeah like <laughs> where you have to keep going up and down whatever um but in sooner or later which is our first introduction when you hear this those elements are all there but slowed down so you kind mm-hmm. of get like this cool introduction to like i mean i knew who sondheim was i'm a lot of a lot of people our age at the time probably didn't because the 80s were not, I mean, other than Into the Woods, that was not necessarily his peak time. And right. I think Assassins came out in 1990, which is not one of his big musicals. But I had relatives who were Sondheim fans, so I was familiar with his work and knew who he was. And so I was like, oh, I'm very curious to hear her sing this kind of music. And then Sooner or Later is the first track you hear, and it's like, oh, wow, so... It's that, but it's slowed down. Okay, it made me super excited for a song we'll get to later with more. But yeah, I was yeah, going to say, yeah, I have a story that, about that for more. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really, I really enjoyed that even in the sequencing of the album, sooner or later comes first and you get that sort of slow introduction to that style as, as they're building this sort of concept album. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what I love about the fact that, you know, Madonna took on Sondheim as a, you know, she took on the challenge of tackling Sondheim stuff was, although she worked with her her vocal coach, she still sounds like old school Madonna. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and I'm seeing the Evita poster that Marina has hanging behind her, (laughs) where I feel like when she gets to Evita, she's really changed the way her voice sounds. She doesn't, you, there are no sounds of 80s Madonna in Evita at all. It's, you know, she's 
her voice, her vocal qualities changed. Whereas Breathless still has a little rasp. It still has a little bit of that express yourself mm-hmm. yearning to it. Yeah. Um, it still has the squeak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And I love the quality of it, but it's, it's not the Evita Broadway sound just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, third track we have is Hanky Panky. Obviously, this is one of the more, pun intended, cheeky songs on the <laughs> album. Um, Madonna sort of lets loose, and I love that she bottled this up uh, for promoting a Disney film. You know, wh- where, where else can Madonna promote a Disney film with a song about uh, a love spank. <laughs> so I just watched the live performance in Paris on YouTube when I was listening, and it, like it was just so awesome hearing it live. And she sounded amazing live. I thought she sounded From blonde ambition. I was going to say yeah. blonde yeah. ambition or reinvention. Uh, I think it was the blonde ambition. Okay. Tour. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She sounded I amazing. I love that we got two versions of that though. Like I, that yeah. was one song I never thought she'd ever bring back on tour. And the yeah. fact that she redid that song on reinvention was kind of fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a cute song. It is yeah. cute. And I mean, okay. Admittedly as a 13 year old, I was very like, you know, like I can't, I'm listening to a song about spanking as of course, you know, having just grown out of that era of childhood where I was like eligible for those. Yeah. Sorry. My dad was good. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast, um, about my childhood trauma. But I remember thinking, um, that, you know, I couldn't let my parents hear that I was listening to it because, and I mean, I enjoyed it because it's of course, you know, fun and boppy. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, like, can I, can I feel fun and boppy about being spanked? Or is that like, you know, a te- it's a, like a lesson really, you know, for somebody at that age yeah. who's like just learning how all of the rest of the world really is and works. I was rather, you know, sheltered in that respect. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Fun. I, I was fascinated. And maybe I just missed it because I wasn't, I wasn't legally... For the record of the podcast, I was not legally old enough at that time to go to clubs. Anyway. Mm. Oh, somehow, there, something tells <laughs> me you were still going there, though, weren't there you, were, Benjamin? There were no remixes for the gays. And this song seems like it was made for the gays. Mm-hmm. And there were no remixes. I literally went and bought the CD single that was available in the U.S. And it literally was the album version and the radio edit that had this sort of like switched up percussion and a little <laughs> bit less brass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, nice. where was the Pettibone 7 inch for Hanky Panky? Like, come on. Mm. You know, that's in the vault somewhere. Has to be. I would hope yeah. so. I, yeah. I want to hear that. She should have put that in her little Spotify. Like, where they, remember when they were like, here's like all these deeper, deeper remixes and all these things that we haven't yeah. seen in years, or yeah. some of us have, but not on, you know, any digital form. So, yeah, she should. Uh, Roll that one out while we're waiting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <laughs> I want to hear it on the re. I want to hear it on the tour. Like maybe she does mm. hanky panky because it was it wasn't a number one, but it was a top ten, and it was a top. All 10. of a sudden, you hear that same underbeat that was that Pettibone put on "Express Yourself" and the "Miss You Much" remix, and it's hanky panky. I would just pass out and die and go home. <laughs> 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 Marina, did you, you did you get to see? Uh, 
Blonde Ambition when you when she came to Toronto? Were you too young no. for, for that? Uh, I was not too young, but uh, <laughs> at that concert I missed. The Girly Show and Blonde Ambition are the only shows I missed. Mm. I would have loved oh, wow. to have been there, especially the well, just because it was. I was going to say it. it was so controversial yeah, when she got yeah. to Toronto. Toronto, yeah. sorry, Toronto. Toronto. It's Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Silent T. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Madonna's mm-hmm. cheekiness continues with "I'm going bananas," which yes. is probably one of my favorite songs on the album, just because yeah. it is really? so batshit crazy yeah. and bizarre, yeah. and I. In I took a drama class, shocking, I took a drama class in college. We had to do a song. We had to do a song performance as one, uh, and it had to be short. And so I was like, what song could I do? And I thought, oh, my God, just because it's super short. It's like TikTok short. And yeah. then I can, like, be over and done with as opposed to, like, doing, like, my heart will go on for, like, hours <laughs> being up on stage. I was like, yeah, I'll just do – I'll do – I'm going bananas. Um, so I've always loved it. And it's just – yeah, it's, it's bonkers. It's I, I love that she sort of uses a bit of a Nikki Finn affectation mm-hmm. to it. It's it's kind of cupy doll madonna yeah. um, it reminds me of the uh, saturday night live skit that she yeah, yeah. yes uh, i mean and i suppose the idea is something like that right this copacabana sort of like carmen uh, miranda yes i love it because it's so character it's so um i don't necessarily know that it's breathless no but it's such it's just so fun um because and I would love to see, you mentioned TikTok a second. I would love to see this like somehow like bubble up in the TikTok world because it is short enough for a quick little like. It is very um, TikTok-y. Now yeah. that you say that, I'm never going to be able to stop realizing that. <laughs> but Thank it's, you, it's, Stephanie. Now You're we welcome. need to start sort of like a, like a maybe a bingo card of how many times Madonna uses banana in songs. Cause this is, <laughs> oh my God. Like I'll spit your banana. Yeah. <laughs> banana. <laughs> Um, yeah i'm going bananas is just fun and it and of course when it and i i don't mean to jump on the gun or jump the gun but i think uh it's sort of it's perfectly like paired there with um crybaby just because no sure i think they 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 complement each other you I would have loved to have seen the sessions with her and patrick leonard they must have been having a blast oh yeah writing and recording these songs well it only took I mean, them three weeks so they probably were yeah. just workhorsing and then done with it who knows mm-hmm. if they had much fun have yeah. we only seen this song live on girly show that was yeah, it i think so right she only did sooner or later hanky panky and now i'm following you Mm-hmm. In the Dick Tracy section. Yeah, she only did I'm Going Bananas during the Dietrich section of Girly Show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's always oh, fun yeah. when she sort of whips out uh, a song from I'm Breathless in a tour because it's so left. Well, like, I, I'm just mm-hmm. like, where did we go? How did well, we get but, here? But think about yeah. it. The Blonde Ambition was over by the time Hanky Panky was top 10 on the radio. Wow. Because that That's tour crazy. ended at the beginning of August. Hanky Panky was top 10 in like August and September of the summer of 90. Mm-hmm. Wow. So That's right. it was a hit after the tour was already over. So it made sense that she brought it back in Girly Show. So Cry Baby. 
Cry Baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. What it's we, time for Cry Baby. What do we think of Cry Baby? Ooh, 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 we all the I love it. I oh, my so, God. Now I need a whole track of you doing that. It's like Madonna does Betty Boop. That's how I always yeah, envision exactly. the song. And, okay, so... There's always one skip song on a Madonna album, according mm-hmm. to Stefan, and this was my this skip song. Okay. This was I, your skip. I always I would it. skip Cry Baby. However, wow. in listening to it again today in preparation for this, I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of cute. I actually mm-hmm. kind of like this song. It's because it's so ridiculous and, again, wonderfully committed performance by Madonna. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's not it's, it's not Madonna. It's Madonna doing a character. Yeah, it's another one that would have it. It suffered, whereas I'm going bananas benefited from its TikTok length. Crybaby would have benefited from the same edit. Mm-hmm. It goes on too long. That's yeah. the only problem with it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that part. part. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I love that way—the way she yeah. sounds. I mean, I have—I have a strange obsession with her voice, and and all of those little, uh, you know, it's. Will you it's knock her. it off, please? Yeah, I thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, she still says that thank you, or at <laughs> least as of not not too long ago. Actually, there's um, like eight different voices in this track when mm-hmm. you think about yeah. it. Like, yeah. there's like multiple characters that show up in this song. Yeah. Well, she is bananas. So we, <laughs> yeah. she set that on the table and now you deal with the crybaby. Okay. Yep. Just don't step on a bug. It's her personalities. It's her multiple personalities mm-hmm. <laughs> showing up. I love all of them. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's breathless. It's no face. It's Nikki Finn. It's, it's whatever that character was from Santa Baby. Yeah, they're all there. They're yeah, all there. It's, 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 she's channeling a bunch of that for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoever I mean, was singing Jimmy Jimmy, there she's there too. So. But it's it's very. I thought uh, uh, <laughs> last thing I'll say about Cry Baby is that I I thought it's it lives in the exact time frame of that movie, you know, like that's those flapper girls dancing, sing. You could totally see her in that performance singing that song. It's just, it's a, it's a perfect, yeah. They did such a good job at making it sound like it was music from that time. They Mm -hmm. really did. And Bilbo Trail and Pat Leonard, fantastic producers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I remember my grandfather at the time, he was very into like thirties and forties. He would always pl- have those playing. He loved the songstress, uh, you know, these, and I always felt like, Oh, something now I could sort of share with him. Like, you know, he was always sort of amused by my pop culture, you know, how I could remember every lyric to every song. Maybe they weren't the right lyrics, but I could remember every <laughs> lyric to every song, but no, you know, dates on history or whatever. Um, he was always sort of fascinated by that, but this, I felt like, oh, you know, I can kind of share with him a little bit. And of course he definitely raised an eyebrow, but, uh, I remember thinking like, I feel, I felt safe playing it, you know, with them there because I thought, oh, maybe they might actually like it. This is definitely one of those safe Madonna mm-hmm. albums. You could, even the people who don't really love Madonna because of her brash, controversial self can sort of get on board with I'm breathless because yeah. it's the, the it's bombastic in a musical way, as opposed to a controversial way. Um, 
and the association with the movie because people love that movie and it's yeah it was nostalgia before nostalgia became what it is now so yeah it's always had that energy Mm -hmm. so after crybaby we move on to something to remember which is a gorgeous ballad she included it on her something to remember ballad album um I thought this was one of the songs that probably didn't have to be on the I'm Breathless album. It could have been on a regular Madonna album. Yeah. You know how you said there's one song you skip? (laughs) I'm not alone. Hallelujah. I skip it too, Marina. I I skip it. I skip this song. And I'll tell you. Okay, Marina, you say why you skip it, and then I'll say why I do. (laughs) There's just something. uh, I just find it boring. Like, I don't find anything really interesting about it. It's kind of like she had to fill a spot. And so Mm. that's what she came up with. So it's filler, Madonna. Yeah. And I felt like it didn't really go with the rest of the album yeah it does sort of seem out of place i can so for me i think the lyrics are great it's clearly about her marriage to sean penn so it does sort of stick Mm -hmm. out i hate the keyboards and synths in this song so bad (laughs) they are so maudlin and flat and tuneless and this song could have been a nice companion piece that tied a thread from sooner or later to this song to what can you lose. And it's just, I'm sorry, I I will forever be grateful and like bow at the at the <laughs> songbook of Pat Leonard, but the instrumentation on this song is garbage. Mm. And he ruined fantastic lyrics. Like I I need some liberty. Man, if you recorded this song with just you and a piano, I bet it would be perfect. Yeah, I, uh, I well, I got to get my little kiddo on that. He's my little pianist. I like, <laughs> I love the lyrics and the song structure is great, but the production, I'm like, what? This must have been the last one they did on the final Friday before she was going out with <laughs> Michael Jackson. And he was like, dun, 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 and like, didn't even tune it. Like, what? Oh, my. I'm sorry. I'll stop. No, that's okay. Go ahead, Stefan. Oh no, I was just gonna say I I, I never just, I'd never considered this was like, that, I had never considered that anyone would be feel that strongly about something to remember. <laughs> yeah, mostly just because <laughs> I like it. It doesn't offend me. Like I don't love it. It's not like I sit there, but like to me, it's a very like. It's late at night. You've had maybe one too many gin martinis. You're you're sort of like hanging on somebody at the bar that you're trying to get to go home with. And there's this woman crooning the song at the piano <laughs> in the corner of the smoky filled room. And that's something to remember. I would go home alone if I heard that song at the <laughs> bar. Like whatever. No, no. So should I go ahead and tell you it's like my favorite song on the record? Yes. Tell us. I, I we need to hear this. Uh, I love this song. Like, Start to finish, I want to play it right again. And I think it is the lyrics that I, I mean, I get, I do kind of start sort of see what you're saying about this flatness. It has a little bit of the look of love feeling to it. Oh, um, yeah. Except not as successful in that, in that sort of 
world. Mm -hmm. But if you stand back and look at whole picture, you could sort of pick, you could sort of see the character that's happening there. I don't think that it's like, it doesn't necessarily fit with the whole Dick Tracy, even her. I mean, and I think I tried to think about it in that way. I totally didn't even associate Sean Penn at that point with this song. I was thinking of Warren Beatty, but as Dick Tracy and then that she's, you know, feeling, um, if breathless had lived, this is the song she would sing when Tess and Dick are getting married. But for me, this song, and I think, like I said, it is the, the lyric, the message of the song that speaks to me because I always had, you know, those, those boys who, um, it's sort of that, you know, well, you know, did you wrong? You, you should love yourself. You should love yourself. That message of, you know, because mm. you always, I would always put myself out there. I was very, uh, as giving everything of myself and inevitably I was, you know, ignored. I wasn't mm. the chosen, you know, the, the boys didn't like me in that way. They liked <laughs> to like be my friend. I was very funny and stuff, but they were just like, mm, but you know, that's Love because you didn't song. sing to them, Liberty. If you had yeah. sung to them, they would be clamoring about yeah. all the time. She she does have some pretty like phrasing in the vocals mm-hmm. of this. Like I love the part where she's like, "What a joke!" And then you know the flame yes. yes. oh, and how so the good. the string I, the synth I string the, goes. I was not your woman. I was not your friend. Yeah. Like, I was not, but you yeah. gave me something to remember. And Fantastic then it's like, lyrics. But I love the little part where it's like that where the it the music drops out and it's just the piano with the odd like sharp keys blam 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 i, I think it's so pretty no <laughs> it should have just been a nice clean piano nothing no, mechanical I'm, artificial I'm i love it. oh i love that the room's divided it's okay <laughs> no but like now i've now it's kind of tr- like making me think you know like maybe that that's something that should be she must have liked the song enough to re-release on a collection of ballads and yeah. use that title as the title yeah. for that collection. Oh, yeah. So I think that it is one she's rather fond of. Oh, it totally of. must have meant something to her. Yeah, to, yeah. I, I, to, totally. So Well, we leave the maudlin world of something to remember and move on to back in business. Oh, Not yeah. to be confused by the song that's in the movie, because that is a different back in business. Back mm-hmm. in business with Phoenix Brand. Yes. Well, then there's a third one that actually is a Sondheim song, which because you can find it on, it's like slightly different than the one on here because you can oh, okay. find people, Broadway people singing it. Mm-hmm. Huh. So like, yeah. Because wasn't the story like there was like, this she was writing this song and Sondheim had one and Beatty didn't like either one of them so neither of them made it into the movie. Oh, I feel like that was an interview like way back in 1990, but I could be like just having a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you like Back in Business, Marina? I, I did. I liked it because it went with the theme. Of the album. Yeah, it's I, it it's definitely fun. breathless. Yeah. Bre- exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I like the beat. I like the tempo. Yeah. I thought I'm gonna show you. It's, it's very vampy. It's very Madonna. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. love the juxtaposition of sort of this slow, quiet to hard, fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, those two together really, really. Uh, I and I think that that's one of the songs people kind of 
don't like that element or they think that that sounds strange together, but I like that it's sort of like a, I'm going to show you. Yeah. You guys always finish last. I think that's so, um, there's a lot of secretive feeling in, in this album somehow. I'm just sort of feeling it now, but, um, the no face effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. I mean, she was playing two characters in the movie, so there is yeah. a lot of duality that's going on between the personalities at work mm-hmm. in the song. I personally, I like this song. I love the background vocals on it, and I remember back in the day because this is the one track on here that features Jenny Douglas McRae, who used to sing with Toto back in the oh, early eighties. Wow. You know, all the, all the other songs wow. are Nikki and Donna. And Nadia Davenport from Brand New Heavies, also right. a favorite of mine. Love from, her. Love oh her. my God. Like Brand New Heavies. Oh, so listeners, good. if you've never listened to Brand sometimes, New Heavies, sometimes by yes. Brand New Heavies. Oh my God. Get yourself to Apple or Spotify or wherever and listen to some Brand New Heavies and some Toto if gotta you've never up, listened to get Toto. Up, gotta get up. Gotta yes. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so the background vocals, like the harmony is a little different because it's a totally different blend of voices on this song and it's a lot spunkier. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, it like draws you in and you're like, if you're listening for that sort of thing, you're like, oh, there's something different here and it's mm-hmm. a little spicier and I like it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. One of the things I always love is when you get to hear Madonna audibly do something, make a sound that you're not used to hearing her do. So in like Truth or Dare or in I'm Going to Tell You a Secret, sometimes you get to hear her sing certain things that you normally don't get to hear. You know, we're so used to hearing her sing her songs that when you get to hear her sing a cover of a different song or just off the, you know, like when she was singing unholy on her Instagram the other day where it's like, mm-hmm. you just get to hear her sing something that you're not used to hearing her hear her say. And I felt mm-hmm. like back in business was very similar to that because she's singing some parts of the music where it's like, and it's like, Oh, I've never heard Madonna do a sound like this before. Yeah. And it just, it's fun to hear her experiment in that way vocally. Yeah, it's kind of the most jazz-oriented arrangement. Yep. I mean, you know, she makes her little attempt at scatting with that <laughs> that cute little <laughs> section there. I mean, yeah, it's cute. More was another yes. Sondheim song. Oh. <sighs> Absolutely fantastic. Oh. Madonna kills this song. She uh, she definitely leaves you wanting more. And this was one of those quintessential Sondheim songs where it's mm-hmm. just like, over and oh, different lyrics, different lyrics, like nothing repeats, just over and over and over again. And this is one of the songs Madonna was talking about how when she first heard this, she had to have her vocal coach slow the song down just so she could grasp all of the notes and all of the lyrics that were happening in that song. Um, it's a hell of a song. I don't suggest anyone ever try this song at karaoke. <laughs> Unless you're Broadway trained, you should not be trying to sing this song outside of the confines of your home and away from animals. Marina, have you ever done a Madonna? Have you ever done a Marina uh, a Madonna karaoke song, Marina? Uh, yeah. Oh, which okay? Have you have you? I'm I'm breathless. Which 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 is the one? Which is the one you go to? Uh, I don't think I've ever tried one from Breathless. uh, To be honest, Uh, I typically go to. 
the standard pop it out preach and oh, that's yeah. a challenging I'll, one though i'll try all kinds of songs i'll, I'll try i'm breathless next time something from the album maybe hanky panky not something to remember <laughs> no i will not try that Dude, i'm going bananas because it's it's short that way you're, exactly. up, you're up yeah. and you're down yeah and one you minute. can do it in any kind of squirrely voice you imagine, and no one's going to realize it's yeah. not how it's supposed to sound. <laughs> so it literally will sound like the TikTok remix. I'm going bananas. I feel like my mom and I mean, no one's going to know. Right. Think All right. So good. share the love on more. What's I just all of it there. I uh, This. Yeah. The song is fantastic, and it's quintessential Sondheim, and so mm-hmm. it was fun to hear her tackle it and succeed. And I love all the people who've covered it since it was released. And my dream is that after I heard Love on Top, I was like, oh, I want Beyonce to sing more. I bet she could do it. Ooh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I love this song. I, I would like to see someone try to sing it at karaoke now that we talk about that. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. It's just so good. I think it's your calling, Ben. Yeah, no, I don't. I have never. I've done karaoke once, and that was terrible, and I'll never do it again. So, (laughs) yeah. If you're going to do a Madonna karaoke song, I think Dress You Up is always a crowd pleaser, and it's a very fun upbeat song to get through yeah. everyone knows it so it's 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 a safe madonna choice i would do express yourself without question oh that's like, a tough that's a yeah. tough one that's a tough yeah. one <laughs> no you know for this song more um i remember i was in choir in ninth grade and a friend of mine at the time she was like your girl did good right and i was like what are you talking about because everybody knew i was such a huge madonna fan and she's like Cause she, this girl was a big Sondheim fan. She knew all kinds of show tunes. I knew nothing about any of that world. Um, so Madonna kind of helped, you know, educate me as she always does. But I was, I was so chuffed. I was so excited. I was like, wow, you know, I've, I can't believe that, you know, through all of, because this is post Blonde Ambition tour, you know, post, uh, crotch, grabbing and things that she did on that tour that people, um, you know, that my standard friend group or my standard, let's say family group would have, you know, were always on me like, ah, oh, you know, she's so trashy or whatever. <laughs> um, they were well, actually complimentary and that she did such a good job on that song. And, uh, I always felt very proud. That was one thing yeah. where I was like, I'm very proud to be a fan that she did it. She did it well. And I, really think I could do it on karaoke. Okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, fight me. We'll do it. I'll try. Stefan, get your <laughs> camera out with me to go to, That's to, right. go to karaoke. Oh, you know <laughs> He's probably going to be filming me. And when we catch up at the, at the airport or at the hotel, parking lot <laughs> performance <laughs> outside the venue. Uh, yeah. Got Liberty. When yacht. I, when you open the hotel door to let yes. me in, I just want to see you perform more. I'll just have yes. the camera ready <laughs> at that <laughs> hotel, especially right. One. It's I fun. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. I want like a top hat. I want it. Jazz hands. You can even change the lyrics. I want a second bathroom. And a nice yes. shelf, <laughs> maybe a trunk where I can yeah. sleep by myself. When my room service, it is late. Yeah. Oh, never mind. They don't have it here. <laughs> oh yeah, we can have some fun with that. Oh, I love my it. Goodness. What can you lose? Is Madonna's duet with eighty-eight <sighs> keys, i.e., Manny Patinkin. 
absolute gorgeous. I mean, this My song is it's so short and I, literally leaves me wanting more. Like I just wanted the song to go on and on and on uh, because okay. they just sound so good together. Oh, this should be a TikTok because there's a lot yes. of people who post very emotional things and, you know, things that are like pictures, even if just like of their animals or something. And that this song in the background, would I probably a, f- a flood of tears. Mm. I love this song. Just Our even the last line. The when song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. Good point, Marina. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is my favorite song on that album. For sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Even... I mean, yes, Vogue is on the album, but it exists in its own category mm-hmm. Yeah, as a song and a thing and a place and a time. But, oh, my goodness, this duet is just so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. It's beautiful. Nice, and yeah. just so soft. I don't know why this song always sort of reminds me vocally of her performance on Promise to Try. I, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Da- sort of dainty, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, very, very beautiful. Love it. Well, and I think I always had a penchant for this song just because in the movie, it leads into mm. my favorite scene of the movie when she's just devastated at the docks with Dick Tracy yep. and tell yep. me you yeah. want me, tell me you want it all, but tell me yeah. now. And I just, I love that this song leads into the overlay of that where the, like the ending notes stream across that. And yeah, it's, I think I love watching her and Manny Patinkin perform together because it's mm. a duo that I never thought you'd see. And mm-hmm. it's such an odd pairing of this like Broadway guy with this pop goddess and they just work so well. And I love Manny Patinkin's performance mm-hmm. in vocally and acting in the scene, the way he's looking at breathless and, it's just gorgeous. It's just perfect. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. this great encapsulation of like 88 keys unrequited love for breathless and then breathless, like ridiculous desperation. Cause like she knows that he feels that way and she's giving the shaft to go chase this guy who's never, she knows she already yeah. knows she wouldn't have made no face if she didn't know. <laughs> like, let's get real. She knew. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just tragic upon tragic upon tragic. And it's just, and as tragedy often does, it made something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we had Now I'm Following You, part one and part two. I always felt like these were kind of silly, sort of tacked on towards the end yeah. as a, as a, a vehicle to get us to Vogue, you know, I I didn't really, I mean, I also thought it was, I thought it was fun that she sings with Warren Beatty. I mean, the fact that she harangued him into doing that is, is kind of fun. Warren, get over here. (laughs) Well, the original version of this song is in the movie, but it's sung by the guy who wrote it, Andy Paley. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting too, that she, she did a she pulled an Aretha and did like a cover version of a song that like somebody else had recorded and hadn't even been released yet because the actual soundtrack to the movie, you know, the official soundtrack hadn't even come out and she's already made a cover and then both the cover and then the remix 
I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, it was more. It was more in the character of Breathless in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Warren Beatty, like whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, I like it part was one. cute. I mean, it, I like the. I, it brings back that you know. It brings back hanky panky and gives it all this fun new context with you know yeah. my bottom hurts just thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Did the Socrates quote? I'm like, what? Are we high? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, an unexamined life is not worth living. You know, it's, it's so ridiculous. Well, I always thought like part two was very like a nod to Disney and like the Disney studio in general because the, you hear the Disney the Disney and then it's some guy counting 10 million 20 million Mm -hmm. 30 million and it's like are is this the guy counting how much money the movie's gonna make opening day you know like (laughs) it definitely disney Um, and 100 I, love, million. Let's I go. also love that that's where we get, you know, again, yes, the callback to Hanky Panky. What about Dick Tracy? Dick, that's an interesting name. And then they have Dick, 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 Dick. Dick. Like it's, like, it, <laughs> it's such a hokey song, but I just yeah. thought it worked in the yeah. world. By the time you get there, like the album is so all around and all over the place that it yeah. kind of works, you know? Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. Dick, 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 dick. <laughs> and I mean, then when and I was listening to it, I was like, what were they even dick, thinking? That was so funny. Dick, yeah. Yeah. And again, That's it's, it's a Disney film. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and exactly. Madonna's like, has dick, dick, dick all over a song. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, definitely. She's like, well, so how many times can I say it without? <laughs> 29? Okay. We're doing 29. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like good. I like the first part. I like part one better than I like part two. I'm not wild about that manufactured sort of sound. I I just no. see. I thought it was like interesting. Whatever. I thought she was trying Kevin Gilbert out to like work on her next album, as she frequently mm-hmm. does with these sort of projects. But because you know he was a studio whiz and musician in Bill Trail's group, but instead of working on erotica, he went off and worked on Cheryl Crow's Tuesday Night Music Club. So he did all right mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that choice. But it's interesting because I it's one of those songs just like Justify My Love becomes Andre Betts sort of trying out for uh, erotica. It's like, oh, she's like sort of bringing new musicians and sound makers into her universe after two or three albums of Pat and Steven. So, yeah. Shep. So, yeah. It was, a, it was a fun little adventure. Well, and I love that it made it into the tour. And uh, that was when, you know, in Blonde Ambition, I remember, you know, she's like, now we're going to do something, something naughty. We're going to lip sync. And that's yeah, when they she put the record on. And that's when they put the record on and play Now I'm Following You, which I thought was cute. And it's just her with all of the backup dancers wearing their Dick Tracy outfits and they're like doing the kid and play. And then she, well, they're, they're in speedos, aren't they? And the Dick Tracy jackets, they're yes. not they're yeah. well, barely yes. wearing any clothes. Yes. And then she, I love that she sort of disappears to go off and get changed yeah. for the next segment. And that's when the, the guys are just sort of like dancing in their, mm-hmm. in their underwear. In their underwear. underwear. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was wonderful. Then we end I'm Breathless with Vogue, which, as we know, was not in the movie, but mm-hmm. and not in 
a 1930s setting, but yet I still felt it worked in the world of I'm Breathless. Uh, I felt like her paying homage to the Hollywood film stars is sort of what married it to the world of Dick Tracy. Mm -hmm. And Marina was Vogue as big in Toronto as it was in... The United States, because yeah. it, it was it was huge in the United States. I'm just curious. Okay. It was huge here. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Were you voguing when it came out? Obviously. <laughs> She's still voguing today. Yeah, still voguing. Oh, that's yeah. right. She's wearing her cone bras, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. I won't stand you're, up. You're lucky this is a non-video when we'd be making you demonstrate your, your hand work. You would be voguing, yes. yes. If this was alive, you would be, you'd be voguing right now. You'd be giving us hand and face elements. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. 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 no, was huge. Every club was, I mean, I think worldwide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 30-some sure. countries. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, this this is the skip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? You if just about like, gave Stefan a heart attack. No, I knew she was kidding. Uh, love, I love Vogue. At the time, though, I really was like, this is weird. What is this song doing here? But then I realized, like, oh, she just wanted us to buy this record. So she put <laughs> yeah. Vogue here. But um, I mean, it, because it's it's the it's the classic regular pop madonna that i loved but now i was also in love with i'm breathless as like a new let's say identity because as a 13 year old i don't think i had a whole lot of ideas about separating those or or that this was temporary i mean for me everything was like well this is who she is now i have to yeah. accept it this is it 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 made some sense because of the call out rap to the yes. classic film stars at the end, which are a huge source of inspiration to the album and the film and the time period. Like so, uh, in some thematic ways, it fits. I mean, obviously sonically, it's except at the time I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, who are these people? You know, I'm barely right, like learning right. all the words to mm-hmm. Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." You know what I mean? <laughs> oh and I'm like gosh. learning all of these history facts by just listening to Billy Joel's yes, "We see, Didn't that Start was the back Fire." In day when pop music taught us something, right? Now I we felt... just have wet ass <laughs> pussy and what what. Oh, that really, right. What is that teaching us? That is actually a different lesson. That's biology. Yeah, Stefan, you just aren't seeing that as a lesson because it's not a lesson that you feel you need to learn. So let's come correct now. All right. I, right. Yeah, Liberty's teaching her sons about the wet ass person. Right. Now, children, have a seat. <laughs> you boys are going to learn today. Mom, please. All right, kids. Oh, wow. now, mama's, mama's air conditioning is out, so we're going to learn a little lesson about WA. We're back at the Drown World Tour, I see. Yeah. Oh, dear daddy. Taking on a whole, oh, mom, please don't make us listen to WAP again. please, we don't want to do this again. Oh, Lord. Uh, but you know, I, thought, I did think it was interesting that Madonna put Vogue out as the lead single. And that mm-hmm. was why I bought the album, I'm For Breathless, sure. because I just assumed there was going to be more music like Vogue on the album. And then, yeah. surprise, there wasn't. Really? You didn't read Entertainment Weekly or Rolling Stone or uh, People or maybe, Time? Maybe, maybe. Oh. I don't know. I, I think I always have hopes. Oh, Lord. Did you? I, oh, you're I, older than Of course I did. And I lived in a barn and I knew the, I knew the <laughs> difference. Like, come on. <laughs> but I just I'm, love that, like, it, 
gave me the appreciation for that type of music. Whereas I probably never would have sat through an album had it been somebody else. Like had somebody given me this Sondheim album and said, here's some really great Sondheim music. I would have been like, no, I'm going to go listen to Vogue. And (laughs) yeah, Madonna, you know, the, the thing that I've always loved about her is that she, because I loved her, she's sort of, guided me through different musical genres and different, you know, types of music all throughout her career. And thanks to her, I was able to glean an appreciation for Sondheim and Sondheim-esque music, which I probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't have gotten had it not been for her. And that's why I said earlier. Yeah. I still want her to do like a Cole Porter songbook album oh, for sure something like that before it's too late <laughs> and her voice is rich enough really now yeah, too, you know that I mean, she could totally do it yeah i i listen to a lot of like fitzgerald and sarah vaughn and um that sort of stuff like big mm-hmm. band uh uh armstrong and chet baker and all that stuff growing up because my one of my one of my grandmothers liked that kind of music so mm. Yeah, so I like was knew what the wheelhouse was, and so I was like, "Oh wow, she did this!" But it's like it's still her camp, and it's her vamp, and it's everything. But this album made me want, okay, well, can we get like, can you call Bill Bottrell back up? I mean, he's like almost eighty now, but like in the nineties, I kept hoping she would call him back up and be like, "Yo, let's do like a Cole Porter album or something." But I mean, we got Ray a light, so I guess we'll survive. But yeah, <laughs> it'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, there's still time. There's yeah, still I don't see it happening. You never know. Yeah, we we never know where she'll go. You never know. Yeah, yeah she doesn't like to pay for those rights. So true. <laughs> like, <laughs> we know they her can write originals. <laughs> they yeah, can do she's going to try to write originals and maybe have yeah. give you one or two covers. Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Can we talk about the packaging? Because I, for one, love the Democlier photos from the I'm Breathless mm-hmm. period. Yes. I can't even that hair, the lips, the boobs, the yeah. gowns, all of it. She's never given us vamp like that since. Like no. it, that stopped with the Oscars and we never got it again. Mm-hmm. That's true. Except maybe yeah. a little bit when W.E. was coming out. That butterfly bird blue dress with the blonde hair mm-hmm. at the Venice Film yeah, Festival funny. came yeah. really close. Yeah. And her makeup artist at that time was Joanne, right? Was that Joanne who did the makeup? Joanne for that? Gare for mm-hmm. I'm Breathless? I think uh, so. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. I can't see it in. Get your glasses on. Oh, I just don't. <laughs> Uh, actually, it doesn't list. <gasps> Jerry Hyden, Hyden did the um, the art direction. I was going to say, that's the art direction. But it doesn't say, uh, there's no credit. Right. We'll cut that part out. We, we'll, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> oh, yeah. we should I was just I was only thinking about it just because I don't know if Marina has any sort of comment on it. Yes, Marina, yeah, tell us. That, what are that's your why I wanted to talk about it. Madonna's makeup uh, during the I'm Breathless The hair, era. the look, the makeup. I look, look, yes. I love, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful, obviously. Um, it always will be one of my favorite Madonna looks, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's just timeless. And it's still today. Like, she could totally do that look today, and it'll look just as beautiful, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I like bedtime stories. That was more of my jam. A smoky Madonna. eye. 
a lot oh, of the you were eyes. you were nineties riot girl. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you always see her with uh either that black liner, uh just the red lip, uh, the typical Madonna. I mean, it all looks very beautiful, but bedtime stories was something so different uh makeup wise. So I just lo- I love that the video for secret. That's my favorite look on her. Oh, wow. Well, Marina, I was going to say you're spoiling it a little bit because it's time for a little segment we like to call the lightning oh, round. We haven't, we haven't done one of these in a while. Remember, these answers are just meant to be quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey today. Favorite okay. Madonna song? I have to say, open your heart. Mm. I, I love Good that voice. song. There's just something about it. Just... It's the way Fav- it kicks off. Yeah. It's that boom, yeah. boom. Favorite Madonna music video? <laughs> Don't think too hard. I know. It's First thing like, that comes to your head. First one. Oh, I can't because they're all kind of, you know. Oh, well, you were, you were loving her look in secret. I, lo- I mean, I love secret. Uh, favorite music. Take a bow. Take mm-hmm. a bow. I love yeah. that. Well, I mean, her look is amazing. Yes, in that. I mean, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Favorite Madonna tour? Uh, favorite tour that I've been to? Oh, it doesn't have to be one you've been to. It could just be any any of the ones that she's done. I would have to say, and this is maybe controversial, but I love Madame X. <laughs> oh, good. I loved it because I was up close and personal. Yeah. You know, yeah. get to see her in a way you've never uh, you know, have the opportunity to see her unless you're Stefan and you're her funeral. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I just love that show. Um, Reinvention is probably up there for me because mm. I just love the show, but Madame X for sure. Nice. Yeah. Favorite Madonna movie? Uh, it's not a Vita. It's probably oh. Desperately Seeking Susan. Mm. Oh, yeah, I see it. It's very small, yeah. but it's back there. I see it. Oh, yeah. I see her and Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite Madonna look? And this can be from a music video, a tour, a photo shoot. Yeah. So secret. That's mm. my favorite look for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I love the the eye makeup treatment that they yeah, have. The dewy, l- red, dark it's lips. It's smoky. And, it's sexy. Yeah. You know. Nice. Yeah. Nose yeah. ring. Different. And the nose ring, yeah, it's just very different. Uh, Marina, tell everyone where they can find you on social so they can check out your makeup and skincare tutorials. <laughs> so you can find me at Beauty by MBL and on Instagram and TikTok. Um, not huge on TikTok, you know, but uh, I yes. feel like I'm a little too old <laughs> for TikTok, but nah, whatever, nah. I try, I try. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you can find me. Cool. And make sure to check her out because some of the products that you I, like, uh, do you pay for all of those or do you get those for free? Uh, I pay for most of them. Wow. Okay. Yes. That's yeah. commitment. It is commitment. Yeah. People wow, need to, people need to, to start seeing, sending those to you for free because you do a good yeah. job. You know, my family loves me because they get all my skincare after I've tried it. <laughs> it's too much. My mom, my sister. But. 
Nice. Well, remember, everybody, you can find us on Instagram at MLVC Podcast. If you'd like to donate to the show, we're on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. Or become a subscriber like Marina on our patron.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Marina, thanks for joining us for this little trip back to 1990 with our our MLVC deep dive. I'm breathless. Was 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 it good for you? It was amazing. Thank you so much. And I just want to say, like, just thank you. Like, all, obviously, all three of you. I love the show. But especially to you, Stefan and Tony, of course, like, going way back and hearing you guys finding the podcast. It was nice just to find a group of people, like-minded individuals mm-hmm. who love Madonna as much as I do. So oh, I appreciate thanks. all the effort and time. I know you put a lot of work into this. So yeah. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Okay. Hey, it's it's all for a woman that we love, right? Yep, yeah. exactly. Well, who, you're welcome. Oh, who, not me. Oh. Who, who, who <laughs> we're all, all going to be seeing <laughs> very soon. Yes, yes, we are. I know. And I'm looking forward to hearing how the Vancouver show went. Tick tock, tick tock. So I'm I'm so nervous. Like, oh my god, I'm so, it's already starting. It's already starting. Belgian stress. Oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be up all night with I, Liberty over there saying prayers in the, in the I corner of the hotel. That. I would just, just, Love it's it. going to happen. It's going to be beautiful and wonderful. And you're going to have the most amazing yes. time. Yeah. All that, yeah. but also the anxiety. I need that. Like, let me have it. <laughs> it right. feels like that sometimes where I'm like, I just need, I need the nerves, the excitement for when it does happen that it's like it pushes me over you know what i mean like yes. i'm like of course yeah, don't sure. worry ben when i arrive to the hotel room and liberty is belting out more i'll just <laughs> i'll just slide uh, like a, a mood relaxer into her mouth and she'll be fine all right <laughs> Yeah, you should do awesome. too much. Exactly. I'll just I'll just toss it in when, yeah. during, during one of her. I she's, want more. And I'll just chuck it in her mouth. Yeah. And she then you got less. Xanax, yeah. she'll, she'll go from she'll go from more to what can you lose? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's the video awesome. I want to see. And the next morning, something, something to, to remember. remember. <laughs> something you don't. Don't remember as yeah, more like right. it. You'll wake up and you'll be like, oh, honey, what happened last night? <laughs> as long as I'm not singing he's a man. Mm. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll, like, it'll That's knock right. Liberty out for days. I'll come back yeah. and be like, Liberty, I tried to wake you for the concert. You just wouldn't get up. It's time for us to go. Um, well, next time, yeah. Stefan, you just drag my body like, you know, weekend at Bernie style. <laughs> Take me. No care. Prop me up in the seat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Too much. All right, everybody. Until next time. Until next time, toodles. Bye, thanks. (laughs) I hope your bottom hurts just thinking about it.